everybody, it's me, Count Vacula, and this is No Filter with Count Vacula. It's Count Vacula Show! It's the Count, Count Vacula Show! No Filter. It's the Count Vacula Show! That's me! No Filter with Count Vacula. Today on my show, I have a scientist. Everybody, I'd like to please introduce you to Riley Black. Hi, Riley. Hi. Very nice to meet you. Ah, it's so cool to meet you, too. So, uh, this is my show where I'm learning how to make new friends mm-hmm. and learning how to talk to people. And so, I want to learn more about you. So, Riley, wh- what's your deal? My deal? Well, I'm a paleontologist. So, that means I like a lot of really old things with really big teeth. <laughs> and I go out in the desert and I go looking for them and I dig them up and I try and understand what they are and what they mean and when they lived and all that cool stuff. But my Grunkle Vaxi is very old, and he has big teeth, too. Do you look for other vampire vacuum cleaners that are robots? I've yet to find any vampires in the fossil record, so, but wait about 10,000 years or so. That's ah. about how old something needs to be before it's a fossil. So when we get to that point, then we'll double-check. Oh, oh, right, right. I have, I have a question. Can I, can I ask you a question? Oh, of course. What's a fossil? A fossil. So a fossil is really any trace of ancient life. So a fossil can be a plant that lived a long time ago or a track that a dinosaur made or bones, <gasps> lots of dinosaur and mammal bones. So it's really anything oh. that tells us about life a long time ago. Oh, oh so, so you look for dinosaur bones. I do, yeah. So every <gasps> summer I go out in the desert and I go and see where those dinosaurs are still hiding. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, so you look for plants and mm-hmm. dinosaurs, but not vampires. Do you ever find other kinds of animals, like a woolly mammoth or a chicken or anything like that? No fossil chickens as yet, but I do find some other things. So a few years ago, I was out looking for fossils, and I found a whole bunch of fish, and it looked like a fossil aquarium. These are fish that lived over 220 million years ago. But yeah, there are fossil fish, there are fossil plants and amphibians and all this wonderful stuff. Oh, wow. So when you have to look for dinosaurs, where, where do you look? Is there like special dinosaur areas that you that you go to? Or if I wanted to find a dinosaur fossil, could I, could I go to my backyard? Where do I look? I mean, you might. It depends where your backyard is. I mean, I wish there were signs, right? I wish there were signs that were like dinosaurs <laughs> this way. And then they make my job a lot easier. But we often look for like the right kind of rock. And by the right kind of rock, I mean rocks that are what we call sedimentary rocks. So they're made of sediment, things like sand or mud or silt or things like that. And that's the kind of stuff that will cover an ancient organism, like a dinosaur, an ichthyosaur, or a fish, or things like that. And that becomes rock over millions of years. So if you know, like, the right time period you're looking at, if you know, like, I know that T-Rex lived 66 million years ago, so I'm going to look for rocks that are that old. And then I'm going to look for rocks that were made out of sand or mud. Then you're likely to find a T-Rex or a Triceratops or something like that in it. So it's kind of like learning to read the rocks like you learn to read a book. I don't know a lot about reading rocks, but I do know what they taste like. As a vacuum cleaner, I tend to go up and get all the things that are left on the ground. I do find sedimentary to be one of my favorites. It's, it's got a lovely bouquet of flavors. Oh, I agree with you entirely. I've tasted my fair share of rocks as well. And that's one of the reasons oh, we can tell know. like rocks from bone. Because if you take a rock and you stick it to your tongue, sometimes it slides uh-huh. off because it's just a rock. But if it's bone, bones are like sponges. They've got all these little holes in it. So when you stick it to your tongue... It sticks. So that's one of the ways that we find dinosaurs. Sometimes you gotta lick some rocks. So you're a paleontologist already. Like, if you ever find a bone, let me know, because it sounds like you're already doing the work. I I will totally call you, Riley. That's amazing. I should probably tell our listeners to talk to your grown-ups before licking any rocks, just to make sure. Probably wise, yes. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, it's really interesting. I didn't know that the bones would stick to your tongue. I'm wondering, you've talked about, like, you have to think about things that are, like, millions and millions of years ago. Does that make it hard to, like, be on time for things? Because, like, you know, day-to-day kind of thing, we're thinking, like, I got an appointment in 10 minutes, and you're thinking in, like, millions of years. Oh, I wish it worked that way. I really do. It's, like, from the perspective of deep time, you can't be late. Wow. You know, thousands of years or a million years, they all get compressed into this little rock layer. So when you're looking at a layer of rock, it might be something that looks really small, but it might represent a lot of time. So I wish I could use that excuse and say, well, like, technically I'm an hour late, but that's not really <laughs> when you consider like how old the earth is. I'm still on time. Sure. Oh, right. So one thing I like to do in the show is I like to think of one thing we have in common hmm? and one thing we don't have in common because you can be friends with people you don't have something in common with. And so one thing we have in common is we both taste rocks. We do, yes. With grown-ups permission. Mm-hmm. But one thing we don't have in common is it sounds like you have a lot of adventures. I, I've never found a fossil before. And how many fossils have you found? How many? Wow. You know what? I don't always remember all the fossils that I find right away, but that's why we keep something uh-huh. called a field notebook. So every fossil that we find, we make a little note of what it is and where we found it. So that way, if we forget, like I just did, I can look at my book and like, oh, right, I was here and I found this fossil. So I think I found maybe probably dozens. But that's the yeah. thing. If you do this for long enough... They're out there and they're just on the surface. And it's amazing to find something and look at it and be like, wow, that lived 200 million years ago when the Earth was very, very different. And it's like doing time travel. Wow. Wow. Ryan, what's your favorite part about being a paleontologist? My favorite part, I love looking for fossils. I love it when you get up in the morning. Sometimes you have to get up very early in the morning before the sun gets too hot and you just go out in the desert and you go looking, you hike around, you see all these amazing things. There's so many amazing rocks and animals and birds. And if you're lucky, you find fossils. And that's always amazing because there's always that question, right? Of like, what is it? What is this animal? Is there more of it? And you kind of start to understand how it all fits together. So that's my favorite part. It's going looking for fossils. And most of the time I'm not finding dinosaurs, but when I do, it's a very lucky day. Oh, fantastic. All right. It's so great to talk to you and, and meet you. We're going to move to the next part of the show, which is our five questions. We have a theme song, and it goes like this. Five questions! <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the five questions? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. Question number one. When you were little, what kind of monsters lived in your house? What kind of monsters were they? Ooh. Well, see, like, I like making friends with the monsters in my house. Because I figured sometimes that they might have been just as scared as I was. So the monster that lived in my bedroom closet, it kind of looked like a dinosaur almost, but it was kind of like furry almost, with these horns that grew out above its eyes. And I never learned their name. They were a little bit shy, but I was always happy that they were there. Oh, wow. It sounds a little bit like a minotaur, but it also sounds a little bit like... uh, Oh, what's the, the, the shape of water thing? The sort of swamp creature kind of dealy. Yeah. It's, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> it's kind of like a fuzzy minotaur velociraptor kind of thing. Yeah. If, if, oh, wow. if they ever come back, I'll be sure to ask them and I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> a fuzzminoraptor. <laughs> That's an excellent dinosaur name. I like it. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, question number two. All right. We're going to use our imaginations a little bit. Mm-hmm. And imagine that you've got a whole weekend to do whatever you want. And you've got all the cardboard you could ever want. What do you build out of all that cardboard? Ooh, I've always wanted to build my own museum filled with all my favorite fossil creatures. And that would probably take me all weekend. It would take a minute. That would be amazing. And you can invite your friends in and you could say, this is Riley's museum with all of Riley's favorite fossils in it. Yeah, and I can do tours and everybody have that little banner when they're wandering around. I'd probably like start a snack bar or something in there. It'd be great. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. You need people in blazers going, shh, and don't touch that. Oh, this would be a very, I probably wouldn't have that going. I'd probably have folks be like, you know what? In this one, be as loud as you want. The dinosaurs want to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> you said you put your favorite dinosaurs in there. What is your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I love that question because I feel it changes almost every time. There are so many different dinosaurs. We've named over 500 different dinosaurs, and we're getting a new one almost every two weeks. So almost every two weeks, there's a new dinosaur to talk about. But my favorite is probably Allosaurus. So it was this carnivorous dinosaur, lots of sharp teeth, that lived 150 million years ago. And it looked almost kind of like a T-Rex, but had these little horns over its eyes. And I love that, like, we find lots of them, but we're still trying to understand, like, how they lived. Like, what was a day like for an Allosaurus? And I love that mystery. I love that this is, like, a friend in the fossil record that we're still getting to know. Wow, yeah, so many, so many cool things to find out. My favorite dinosaur is Princess Dinosaurus, but an Allosaurus sounds really cool, too. So many mysteries. You're, you're like a detective, kind of. That's kind of like what a paleontologist does. It's just a detective, but it's millions of years later. Uh, if it's millions of years, you're never late when you're a paleontologist. That's true, yes. <laughs> All right, question number three. This is our science question, so I'm glad we have you here. But we're going to ask you a science question, but we want a wrong answer only. Mm -hmm. Your science question is, why are fireworks so loud? Fireworks are so loud because every now and then, Werewolves need a night to themselves. They're so loud that everybody goes to see the fireworks and they're nice and loud. So all the werewolves are able to just like go have a night out and like enjoy themselves and not worry about traffic or like it being too crowded at their favorite restaurant. So that's why they're so loud. They're a little bit of a distraction. Well, my, my friend Irving works at the bodega down the street, and he's a werewolf. I should talk to him about that. Next time I hear fireworks, I should follow him and see what he gets up to. I hope he has a very pleasant evening the next 4th of July. I think so. I think so. All right, question number four. What's a question that you wish people would ask you? Maybe it's your favorite question to be asked or, or a question that, that helps people get to know you better. You know what? I always love to ask people, what's your favorite part? So if I go to a movie or I have like a dinner with somebody afterwards, I always love asking them and he having the question asked like, what was your favorite part? Because that's the cool stuff. That's the cool stuff that we want to remember. So it's like making that memory yeah. with somebody. So I love it when people share what their favorite part of something is. Oh, that's such a good question. And it works in a lot of different places. Like if we go to your cardboard museum, we could say, what was your favorite part of Riley's cardboard museum? Absolutely. And I would say the snack bar. All my favorite rocks. <laughs> I will try and make sure we have a good selection, a nice selection, which is a geology pun. But <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> okay, that was good. I like it. I'll take a pity laugh. <laughs> All right, Riley. Uh, this is our last question, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a question we ask on, on every show. How are you kind today? How was I kind today? Well, one of the things that I really love doing every morning is taking my German Shepherd jet out on a walk because I know he gets so excited for it. And it's his most favorite part of the day. And it makes me happy to see him happy. And Aww. that's something that like, you know, even though it wasn't like a special out of the ordinary thing, that's just like an everyday thing that we share together. And it made me really glad to see his dog smile because dog smiles are the best. Oh, yeah. Well, Riley, it was also very, very kind of you to be on No Filter with Count Bacula today. Th thank you for being on the show. Oh, of course. And, you know, the next time I find some tasty rocks, I'll be sure to let you know. I'm, I'm happy to share. I'll, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, Riley, if grown-ups want to learn more about you or about the work you do, mm -hmm. what should they do? So if grown-ups want to learn more about what I do, I have a website that's RileyBlack.net, or they can follow me on Twitter or Instagram 
at the hashtag, I'll spell this out for you because it's a word that, you know, people don't hear all that often. Laylaps, spelled L-A-E-L-A-P-S. L-A-E-L-A-P-S. Well, the way we like to end our show, mm-hmm. Riley, is by awkwardly saying goodbye five or six times like we don't know how to hang up the phone. Oh, I'm totally good at being awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I should probably get going, so I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I'll see you soon. I hope you have a good day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah bye. Yeah, 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 catch you next time. <laughs> yeah, yep, totally see ya. Wait, okay, okay, bye. Hey, let's come back to the show. It's the cow, cow.